All praises to the Most High and the Most High only. I'm your host, Brownson Arabiji. I'm bringing to you another episode of The Narrow Path of the Righteous. The Most High put it on my spirit to speak on virtue signaling. The term virtue signaling is often used to accuse someone of trying to win praise for showing support for a social cause without actually doing anything meaningful to advance it. This charge is often used against people for being self-righteously woke on social media. And there's various definitions for virtue signaling. But why that definition stands out to me is because we are in the age of information, in the age of social media, in the age of narcissism and selfishness. Self-absorbed children who are technically adults are walking around and we run into them in our day-to-day activities. And I knew it was time to speak on virtue signaling because I'm sure as most of you have recognized and even have gone through, it's only increased since we last spoke about it months ago. And we may have thought 2020 was bad in terms of so-called social distancing and the mask wearing and the stay-at-home orders and the lockdowns. But 2021 has proved to be a different type of beast. You see, when delusional psychosis and Stockholm Syndrome continue to ravage the heart, mind, and souls of the masses, of course, it's going to create a new beast so to speak, in people. And the idol worshiping has gotten so deep that people have all but lost their souls. Common sense discernment has been thrown out the window to the wayside. And instead, you have people who are fear-based and project their insecurities, their lack of common sense and discernment, onto others. You see, the herd mentality is deep. Once you take a step back and really analyze society and analyze people, you can see that pretty much the the vast majority of society is cookie cutter. Everybody thinks the same. Everybody acts the same. When told what to get upset at or who to get upset at, everybody falls in line. You know, everybody looks the same, the same styles, the same trends. Oh, let's throw it back to the 80s. Let's wear mom jeans. Let's wear skinny pants, skinny jeans. 
you know, let's wear dangling earrings and dad hats. You know, there's nothing wrong with following trends, especially if you like a trend. But what we're getting at is the cookie cutter mindset of people, which creates the overall acceptance of virtue signaling. I mean, look at what the propaganda has done to the masses. It's made them ex- made them believe in all their heart, mind, and soul that virtue signaling makes them a good person, especially when it is tied to any of the narratives they give you, whether it's Black Lives Matter, Stop Asian Hate, Climate Change, and or the coronavirus, whether it's politics, whether it's abortion, it doesn't matter what narrative it is. They have made people believe and have allowed people to accept that virtue signaling makes them a good person. When in reality, these narratives are all evil, tyrannical, and wicked by design. You know, we spoke about how this world is set up in the episode of the world stage. So the fact that the majority of people don't understand the world at large means that they don't understand that they are being manipulated and they are being directed onto a specific path to act a specific way and do specific things when when needed. I don't think people really realize how controlled they are and how their emotions and their minds are just being messed with and being toyed with every single day. Every single day you turn you tune into that television or you are connected to some kind of mainstream media or social media, of course, you're going to be molded into a perfectly obedient virtue signaling robot. Because that's what these people really are, is they have been called out for what they are, and they've been exposed. But the fact of the matter is that they're doubling down. They're doubling down even further to the point where now these people are okay with turning on their own family members, their own friends, their own coworkers, if they don't go take the mark of the beast vaccine. Because remember, their vaccine only works if you and I take it. It went from, oh, take the vaccine to avoid transmission and avoid catching it to take the vaccine so you won't be hospitalized. And these people ran with it. These people didn't didn't sit back for a minute to think, wait a minute, that's kind of weird. Or hold up, why are you telling me that I need a second or third shot as well as a booster? What's, what's going on here? No. Out of fear and out of cowardice and out of stupidity, these people have doubled down even further. To the point where if you've been double jabbed, but you refuse a booster or you refuse a third shot, you're technically an anti-vaxxer now. (laughs) Oh man, you're an anti-vaxxer now. You're no different than myself. They they will demonize you and degrade you and shame you and guilt trip you if you don't follow the narrative and you don't stay the course on the path with them. You You know what happens to the sheep, to the herd? 
They get really upset if they see one sheep lagging behind or one sheep going on a different path. They get very, very upset when somebody else has an awakening. Because deep down, these people, the vast majority of them have always been cowards. They've always fallen in line with authority. They've never had their own identity. They lack creativity. So when they see someone who is perfectly confident in who they are as a man or a woman, it upsets them. I know we all have met these types before. Maybe we all, maybe some of us were these types before. I, on the other hand, have never been like this, but I've recognized them throughout my entire life growing up. They were just people back, whether it was in elementary or junior high or high school or college, that just hated everybody around them. It didn't matter if you were a jock or a so-called druggie or a so-called, you know, hipster or emo or gothic. You know, it doesn't matter. It didn't matter. Or you're popular or you're the, the class clown. Some people just absolutely hated everyone. And I have vivid memories of people like this. And these were the type of people who would raise their hand and remind the teacher that homework was due. When the teacher was about to let the whole class out and everybody's patiently waiting to get out so that they have an extra time. No, 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 no. You're not going to get that past a virtue signaler. You see, they did their homework on time. They went home and put the hours in. They, they, they didn't want to go outside or go to the park or go to the movies or have that sleepover with friends. No, 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 no. They had to do what was asked of them, and they did it right away in an orderly fashion. You know, oftentimes these were the people who requested to have their desk right next to the teachers, you know, so that they can have their, their banter back and forth. So that they can showcase to the class that, hey, this is who I am, and this is the level I'm at. You're not with the teacher like I am. The teacher likes me. The teacher respects me. You see, these are the type of people that have been bred and created by the system. And more than likely, these are the type of people who had parents that suffocated them growing up. These are the type of kids who never could actually be kids and experience life. They always had some kind of invisible boundary where they couldn't make mistakes, where they had to be a perfectionist, where their parents were putting all this stress on them, which created anxiety. And I remember these type of people in school. You know, you and for me personally... Anyone who knew me, was I, I was not a type of person who would just make fun of people. There's a difference between bullying and making fun or clowning. And clowning was something that we would do to our friends. And it was always innocent. It was always because I, I, I had a, a very interesting crew of people. We're all so unique and different, but we all molded together so well. Not any of us were really the same. We had similar likes and dislikes. But we were all individuals. We were all creative and we all respected that about each other. (laughs) And I just remember, no matter how much I tried to be polite or nice to certain people, it just never worked with these virtue signalers. They didn't like the fact that I didn't virtue signal like them. That I wasn't getting 99% on test, 100% on test, points of pride, all these things that they brainwashed the kids with that I was actually having a good time in class, laughing, you know, knowing that it was a huge waste and 
only thing I really wanted to do was learn about history or go to the gym and have time at the gym and hang out with my friends playing dodgeball or playing basketball or playing something that was fun. A lot of people resented us. And I believe the vast majority of them became today's virtue signalers. I, I kid you not. I think about this all the time, people from my past, and I'm like, would this person virtue signal? And I'm like, yep. Even if I don't have the proof, I can look at somebody's past or look at someone's present and be able to determine their future. And of course, social media has helped. I mean, you go on Facebook or Twitter, Instagram, and lo and behold, there's a virtue signaler. If it's not my I voted sticker and then throwing up a long paragraph telling people the importance of virtue signaling and then copying and pasting the history of America and the history of, you know, the Revolutionary War and who fought for our rights in this and that and that and this, you know, whatever they throw up. If it's not the I voted sticker and some long paragraph, then it's going to be something about some kind of climate change or it's going to be something about, you know, my my body, my choice, or it's going to be the vaccine. You know, I, I just remember just being just being shocked at first when I saw how many adults and I'm talking about adults, adults, grown adults. So, I mean, I'm in my 30s. So these people are in their 30s with kids with like grown kids that would hop on Facebook and throw up a photo of their vaccination or they would change their profile picture to include like the border that says like I'm vaccinated against COVID-19 and then it'd have a link to like get your COVID-19 near you and I, I was just like wow so all of you do the same thing at the same time in the same sequence in the same way showcase into the world that hey I'm a good person I care about you and I always I always felt that that was weird when people would have to showcase their good deeds on social media and social media really exposed it you know whether it was youtube and people throwing up a video of how they went to go feed the homeless or go donate or instagram where they throw up a story about you know something that they did was that was nice for someone it was always weird to me i always felt that that was weird you know when you want to do a good deed you just do it you don't go and say hey 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 can you hey can you hold this for a second i gotta i gotta grab my camera and can you stand back a little bit and actually can you can you redo that scene you know you know you know it would look really good is if you you know you stand behind that building and pretend like you were walking towards me and then i'll walk towards you and then we'll interact does that sound good you know that's the mentality of the vast majority of people brothers and sisters and these are adults that's why i'm at the point where i just call them children when i when i view a virtue signaler i just pity them they don't get me upset they <laughs> if anything it's very entertaining I, I almost at this point it's almost like i i want to thank you for your service because you just gave me a good laugh and you just gave me some good material for a podcast that's pretty much what it is down to at this point because you got to think about this. These are adults throwing temper tantrums. If you don't act the same way they do, if you don't think about the same things that they do, if you don't follow the same narratives, then you're demonized. You're, you're, a, you're a super spreader. You're a, a disinformation perpetrator. You're, you're a misinformation perpetrator. You're a conspiracy theorist. All these 
corny taglines and insults that they got from their elites, <laughs> from the mainstream media. They didn't even think about it themselves. Think about that. Think about all the people talking about disinformation and misinformation. They have never, ever said that before a day in their life, before 2020. Not a day in their life. Not one of them ever talked about disinformation or misinformation. So, like, that's when I know that people are complete sheep and they're virtue signalers. And we're going to talk about it from the perspective of just not caring. And we're going to do a deep dive into virtual signaling and the mental aspects behind it and why people do what they do and what they're covering up ultimately, because it is a cover up. It is a projection. It is an insecurity to virtue signal. You're hiding something. And many people are going to ask, what do you mean they're hiding something like, how, how can you prove that? Oh, we will. Don't 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 you don't you worry about that. Because we got to understand that the virtue signaling is going to get nasty. It already has. These are the same people. The same people who threw up photos of their vaccination status and card. The same people, the vast majority of them, are now the ones wishing death upon you. Can you imagine that? Literally wishing death upon other people. Hoping that someone loses their job, their livelihood, their way to put food on the table for their children. You know, wishing harm on someone in any which way. These are your virtue signalers of today, but yet we're the selfish ones, right? We're the ones who don't care about humanity. It's, it's, it's really ironic how people expose themselves without re- realizing they expose themselves. And you know, my advice to you as men and women, as adults, is not to get mad about it. Just don't. There, you know, from my previous episodes, I know you. a lot of you remember all the times that I've talked to you about my run-ins with the virtue signalers, you know, the, the, the workers at various, you know, stores during, right when the pandemic kicked off about the whole mask and the whole obsession of masks. People were so obsessed with masks to the point where I had easily over 15 inner altercations with people, never physical, but altercations, shouting matches, insults hurled at me, death threats at me, wishing death upon me, just crazy, crazy stuff, man. Easily over 15 situations and I held my ground because I knew what it was when it was happening. I knew these people were psychopaths. I absolutely knew that these people were absolute psychopaths. You know, even then, I would just defend myself. I never went out of my way to attack anyone wearing a mask or insult them or set them aside and tell them, hey, did you know that? No, I never did that. It was always me on the defense. I was never on the offense. You notice how these people love to claim victim? They love to use scapegoats. They love to claim victim, but then they're always on the offense. Always on the offense. You can't even go on Twitter and go through a thread of people sharing information about vaccine, you know, adverse effects without some Twitter bot or some Joe Schmo or Karen jumping in the mix and throwing in their comment. It's like, where did you even come from? You know, it's it's interesting. You'll throw up a tweet and you're not even using a hashtag. 
and these people will somehow find you. It, it's crazy. It's like the vir- the virtue signalers have like a, a radar. They they can sense when someone else is different. It's like they know. It's like a metal detector. It's 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 odd, man. It's really odd. And hiding behind the guise of being a good person is one of the most pathetic and embarrassing things I've ever seen materialize ever in my life. This is like a phenomenon because I I have a great understanding of virtue signaling, but I still struggle with understanding it because I'm not them. I still struggle with sometimes I'll be in a deep thought and I'll just be like, what did what happened in your life to get you to this point? Like something had to have happened in your life to to spark this level of, of delusion and authoritarian mindsets. Let's take a look at the definition of virtue signaling. Of course, you can find a lot out there. The sharing of one's point of view on a social or political issue, often on social media, in order to garner praise or acknowledgement of one's righteousness from others who share that point of view, or to passively rebuke those who do not. I mean, that's really all it is. It's just everybody wants to feel like everybody else is doing it so that it's okay for them to do it. And that's the case in point with today's vaccine. All of the people who have buyer's remorse that haven't spoken out and spoken up because I have to do give credit where credit's due. There's a few people that I've seen that I've known from from majority of my life that went and took the vaccine, but I've seen them jump on social media and basically say like I don't agree with these mandates. I took it for this this reason da 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 da, but no one else's rights or freedom should be, you know, destroyed or messed with. And I I respect those people because at the end of the day I respect people's free will. If you want to go take the vaccine and 100 boosters, by all means, go do you. Like, that's fine. It's not going to make me lose any sleep. Like, straight up. I won't be upset at you. None of that. I'll be I'll be disheartened. I'll pity you. But at the end of the day, if you want to make that decision, that's your right. 100%. But see, the thing with virtue signalers is they don't believe in your rights. They don't care how many kids have died. How many adolescents have died they don't care how many adults have died or the elderly have died remember everything is just a coincidence to them if it's not on a mainstream media platform it's never true it's disinformation it's misinformation they don't even care. they don't even want to acknowledge the vayers website and other websites that actually collect the adverse reactions and deaths that are actually out there these are there's multiple of them that are obviously being underreported you see, these virtue signalers won't even recognize that or acknowledge that. Why is that? Why is it that you won't acknowledge that, but then you're pressuring me, this person, this person to go inject ourselves so that you can get back to normal, so that you can feel normal in your life because your life has never been normal. You've never have felt like you knew yourself because you've never had control of your life. You never got to know yourself because you always were running from that reflection. You never could ever look at your demons You can never clean out your closet. You can never do anything that the vast majority of us as adults had to do. You've been stagnant your whole life. Your whole life has been void of purpose. 
Your whole life, you've just been flesh without a mind, without a heart. You're just flesh walking around aimlessly. You're going where the wind takes you. That's these are that's that's these people. And they don't want you to enjoy your life. They don't want you to live freely and be stress-free from this pandemic. They want you tuned in and stressed out and anxious like them. They want you liking their statuses and, and supporting them with their horrible decisions. That is today's virtue signaler. Today's virtue signaler is the biggest hypocrite that you can imagine. It went from my body, my choice. I want to slice and dice up babies because I had unprotected sex with multiple people and I don't know who's this, who's the daddy, but now I want to go back to that. I can't be uh, on the bench for nine months and then now have a baby. No, I need to get out and I need to sleep around. I need to do whatever I want and have no accountability. And then you know what? I'm going to hide behind the whole notion of, well, if the mother is raped, she should be able to, you know, abort the baby I'm just gonna hide behind that because that's the only thing that I can hide behind because otherwise you would recognize that I just want to have unprotected sex and get mad at the fact that the creator made it so that when men and women come together and the man finishes inside of the woman like any other animal a baby comes out is that so difficult for you to understand no let's let's hide behind things that rarely happen things that don't happen on a grand scale let's 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 hide behind that let's let's be able to kill our children whenever we want let's 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 even extend the terms we should be able to kill them no matter what it doesn't matter if they're developed inside of me give it to the doctor i don't want it but you better not say no to a vaccine you better not you better not and you know what i'm gonna say this loud and proud while I'm at an LGBTQ protest after leaving a Black Lives Matter protest and a Stop Asian Hate protest, and I'm actually on my way to a Bands Off Our Bodies protest because I have no life. Because I want to feel alive for once. But you better not say no to that vaccine. I don't care what Vayer said. I don't care how many people say that they, they, had some, they knew somebody who died or had adverse effects. You need to take it because you're selfish. I'm not going to look at the information you're trying to share with me. I'm not going to look into anything. I'm not going to use the, the internet to my advantage. It's all disinformation. It's all misinformation. Yeah, if you don't take it, you can't see your niece and nephew. If you don't take it, you can't see grandma and grandpa. You can't see mom or dad. You can't see me. I'm cutting you off as a friend if you, if you don't take it. That's who I am as today's virtue signaler. I'm an empty, lonely, miserable individual because I know misery loves company. I hide behind everything in my life because I don't know who I am. I need to be told what to do, how to do it, when to do it, who to do it with, and why to do it. Even if none of it makes sense, I'm going to go along with it. I am today's virtue singular and I'm proud. I wear my virtue signaling as a badge of honor, and I have to remind all of you daily, weekly, monthly, yearly, no matter what, you need to know who I am and what I stand for. 
because I never stood for anything my whole life. But now my government has given me many things to stand for. And I'm just going to jump on it. According to the list.com article entitled, What is Virtue Singling? And Are You Guilty of It? Written by Shana Aborn and published on August 9, 2021. It's a common fact of life. We're looking at our screens more than ever. While the results of the technology addiction are just starting to become more clear, New studies show which behaviors can be most damaging to your mental health. According to the Mind Body Green, the way that you use social media may be more telling than how frequently you do so. Since it's 2021, and checking your phone every five minutes is the new norm, usage of these apps is a given. But certain behaviors can be more consequential than others. The outlet explains that our relationship with social media has replaced a lot of the in-person interactions that many of us are used to and need to feel fully engaged in the world around us. However, a study found that those who picked up their phones to scroll through Instagram were actually lonelier afterward. Of course, any interactions that took place outside of social media, like phone calls, created the opposite effect. The most damaging behavior that researchers found was passive scrolling, which was also the most common type of perusing they reported. Passive scrolling involves scrolling through your newsfeed without interacting with anyone's content. It's particularly damaged because it usually coincides with constant self-comparison to what the user is viewing. continue i just wanted to state that i somehow ran across the same website but a different article but we'll continue with the actual article which is entitled what is virtue signaling and are you guilty of it as social media has evolved so has the vocabulary associated with it remember when a troll was just an ugly fair fairy tale creature that lived under bridges One phrase we've been seeing a lot these days is virtue signaling, which despite its sainty sounding name is more of a slam than a compliment. Virtue signaling, according to dictionary.com, is the sharing of one's point of view on a social or political issue, often on social media, in order to garner praise or acknowledge of one's righteousness from others who share that point of view, or passively rebuke those who do not. In other words, people who retweeted an outraged oped out about Olympic athlete Gwen Berry not saluting the American flag or put a pink ribbon frame around their Facebook profile pic during Breast Cancer Awareness Month might be virtue signalers. Are you guilty? It depends on what you do when you're off social media. If all you've done to show support for the black community is turn your Insta feed dark for a day, and buy a copy of How to Be an Anti-Racist, 
you might be a signaler. Or think about your motivation. Would you have reposted that LGBTQ, I'm your parent now meme if 10 of your friends haven't already done it? Are you filling your feed with Donald Trump accusations about the stolen election just to watch your liberal brother-in-law's reaction? Virtue signaling is all about putting on a good show for your pals and followers, even if you don't actually put any money or action behind your post. And, and it's, I mean, that's exactly what it is. I mean, <laughs> these people are not serious. And they're not. And they know they're not. But they double down even more. I mean, think. take for instance... All the people who ran to go get the vaccine, to go get their freedoms back, because Biden told them, right? Told them after he got elected that, you know, the next step was just to take it and everything would open back up. The economy would be back. We'd be back. America would be back. And then they go and do that. And they're like, oh, hold up. You got (laughs) to, you got to wear your mask again. You got to stand six feet apart. And then at first people were actually outraged. Like, some people were like, what do you mean? Like, I've been doing this the whole time. And then they they finally adapted and got on board because the vast majority was like, okay, we'll do what we can. Let's, let's just, we're all in this together. Let's, let's double down on our idiocracy. And now you got the virtue signalers masked back up. Six feet apart again. Even to the point where people are putting up profile pictures on social media wearing a mask. And I, that's, to me, that's like a different level of mental mental health issues. I've even seen, I was shocked the other day. I'd even seen a girl's profile picture and she got married. She took the time to, you know, buy the dress and put, you know, the scenery together for the dress. It was like a nice scenery with flowers and everything. Like, she looked good until I saw the mask. I was like, so you're, you're, you're telling me right now. And this was like not a, just a normal mask. This was a custom-made mask because you know when girls will will put up a post about an outfit or something like that and then they'll, they'll be like, shoes, da-da-da-da, hair and makeup, da-da-da-da-da, you know, outfit, da-da-da-da-da, nails, da-da-da-da-da. And this person literally put mask, da-da-da-da-da, like giving credit to where she got the mask. Her mom was like, wow. This is like a different level. Sometimes it's it's like shocking to go through this stuff sometimes because it is a social experiment for me. It really is because I got to I got to peep the minds of the masses so I understand where things are going. I understand once you have the power to understand where people where things are going, then you have the wisdom, knowledge and understanding to maneuver around that. And I've had no run ins with any friends about virtue singling because I just won't even give them the opportunity. I won't even give them the time of the day. If any of my friends ever came at me and told me to get a vaccine, I would laugh in their face. I would literally start cracking up because I would just know what they're trying to do. When this is the same person who, who didn't care about, <laughs> about obesity being an epidemic or they don't even care about themselves. They're filling themselves up with liquor, with drugs. They're promiscuous half the time. They're into all these habits of self-destruction, but then they're over here telling me what I got to do. It's it's funny how that works. It's it's really funny how it works. That's why I don't take it serious. I don't get upset about it. I just don't even spend my time with it. I really don't spend my time with it because it is a waste of time. 
It really is a waste of energy to engage with these type of people. They don't put their money where their mouth is. They're not true about their so-called cause. Once the next social media narrative pops up, they're on it. I mean, wasn't it like a week ago you guys were talking about Gabby Petito? <laughs> and missing children? What, what, I mean, what is next? What's, what's, what, what now are you supporting and getting and throwing up posts about? When none of y'all even mentioned all of the other girls that have been missing and boys that have been missing. I haven't seen any posts about that. But you can go into many stores and see them posted on the wall. Missing children. I mean, there's a lot of them. But I don't, I don't see anyone talking about it. Not until they, a Gabby Petito, a, a social media influencer, popped up on the scene. Which anyone who knows Gamatria or has common sense and discernment of the world stage would know immediately that that was just the false flag 100% to keep people distracted. Like, like the mag says it, it's pandemic entertainment. That's just really all it is. According to the Reason.com article entitled, Narcissists, psychopaths, and manipulators are more likely to engage in virtuous victim signaling, says study, written by Elizabeth Nolan Brown and published on July 7, 2020. New study links virtue signaling to dark triad traits. Being accused of virtue signaling might sound nice to the uninitiated, but spend much time on social media and you know that it's actually an accusation of insincerity. Virtue signalers are essentially phonies and show-offs. Folks who adopt opinions and posture solely to garner praise and sympathy or whose good deeds are tainted by their need for everyone to see just how good they are. Combined with a culture that says only victimhood confers a reason to comment on certain issues. It's a big factor in online pylons. And one that certainly contributes to social media platforms being such a bummer sometimes. So here's some fun new research looking at the consequences and predictors of emitting signals of victimhood and virtue published in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology. The paper from University of British Columbia researchers Ekin Oak, Yi Kayin, Brendan Strickvik, and Carl Aquino details multiple studies the authors conducted on the subject. Their conclusion? Psychopathic, manipulative, and narcissistic people are more frequent signalers of virtuous victimhood. The so-called dark triad, personality traits, Machiavellianism, narcissism, and psychopathy lead to characteristics like self-promotion, emotional callousness, duplicity, and tendency to take advantage of others, the paper explains. And treated as a composite, the dark triad traits were significant predictors of virtuous victim signaling. This held true even when controlling for factors that may make people vulnerable to being mistreated or disadvantaged in society, i.e. demographic and socioeconomic characteristics, as well as the importance they place on being a virtuous individual as part of their self-concept, the researchers note. 
they point out that virtue signaling is defined as the conspicuous expression of moral values done primarily with the intent of enhancing one's standing within a social group. Meanwhile, victim signaling may be used as a social influence tactic that can motivate recipients of the signal to voluntarily transfer resources to the signaler. They explain more from the paper's theoretical background section. An emerging literature on competitive victimhood documents the prevalence of victim signaling by various social groups and provides evidence for its functionality as a resource extraction strategy. For instance, victim signaling justifies victim groups seeking retribution against alleged oppressors. Retribution often takes the form of demanding compensation through some kind of resource transfer from non-victims to the alleged victim. Claiming victim status can also facilitate resource transfer by conferring moral immunity upon the claimant. Moral immunity shields the alleged victim from criticism about the means they might use to satisfy their demands. In other words, victim status can morally justify the use of deceit, intimidation, or even violence by alleged victims to achieve their goals. Relatedly, claiming victim status can lead observers to hold a person less blameworthy, excusing transgressions, such as the appropriation of private property, or the infliction of of pain upon others. That might otherwise bring condemnation, condemnation or rebuke. Finally, claiming victim status elevates the claimant's psychological standing, defined as a subjective sense of legitimacy or entitlement to speak up. A person who has a psychological standing can reject or ignore any objections by non-victims to the unreasonableness of their demands. In contrast to victim signalers, people who do not publicly disclose their misfortune or disadvantages are less likely to reap the benefits of retributive compensation, moral immunity, deflection of blame, or psychological standing, and would therefore find it difficult to initiate resource resource transfers. And a lot stands out there. You know, one thing that stands out to me is the whole victim mentality, because that's how virtue signalers act. They act like victims. They act like heroes, and then they act like victims, and they act like everybody's got to do what they say. I mean, think of how they're treating the unvaccinated. If 70% of you, we know those numbers are not true, but let's say 70% of you, when your president told you that's all we needed to reach herd immunity. So if 70% of you took it, and then your government switches up on you, like they've continued to do, they continue to dangle the carrot and kick the goalpost further, instead of you actually using common sense and discernment and saying, wait a minute, I'm getting jerked around by my government, you would rather play victim and say that, hey, these unvaccinated are super spreaders. They're the ones who are harming my small business. They're the ones who are stopping the world from going back to normal. It's them. It's crazy. The effectiveness of victim signaling as a resource transfer strategy follows the basic principles of signaling theory. Signaling theory Possess that the transmission of information from one individual, the sender, to another, the receiver, can influence the behavior of the receiver. 
signals can refer to any physical or behavioral trait of the sender and are used by the senders to alter the behaviors of others to their own advantage. Yep, just like the mask, the symbol of your compliance with evil, tyranny, and wickedness. Everybody else has to wear it for you to be safe. It doesn't protect you. It, it doesn't protect you when you wear it. It protects me, right? Their results suggest that a perceived victim signal can lead others to transfer resources to a victim, but that the motivation to do so is amplified when the victim signal is paired with the virtue signal. And people high in the dark triad traits emit the dual signal more frequently. Hmm. Okay. A positive correlation between the dark triad scores and the frequency of emitting the virtuous victim signal. Evidence of how these signals can predict a person's willingness to engage in and endorse ethically questionable behaviors. Frequent virtuous victim signalers are more willing to purchase counterfeit products and judge counterfeiters as less immoral compared with less frequent signalers. A pattern that was also observed when using participants, dark triad scores instead of their signaling score. And frequent virtuous victim signalers were more likely to cheat and lie to earn extra monetary reward in a coin flip game. That a dimension referred to as a moral manipulation was the most reliable pr predictor of virtuous victim signaling. Frequent virtuous victim signalers were more likely to make inflated claims to justify receiving restitution for an alleged and ambiguous norm violation in an organizational context. The authors stress that they do not refute the claim that there is individuals who emit the virtuous victim signaler because they experience legitimate harm and also conduct themselves in decent and laudable ways. And that's exactly what it is. It's There are victims out there. There really are victims out there who don't parade around looking for attention or looking to, you know, be on a soapbox, so to speak. But it's these dimwits who take that away from other people and give a bad name to everyone involved. Real talk. According to the Reason.com article entitled Narcissist. Wait, all right, one second, one second. Yeah, we just read that one. My apologies. According to the magnetricity.blog article entitled Study Finds That Virtue Singlers More Likely to Have Unsavory Traits. Hmm, okay. This can be filed under no kidding, but a study from the American Psychological Associated Association has determined that people who virtual signal are more likely to have one of the dark triad or unsavory traits, which are manipulativeness, narcissism, and psychopathy. I pointed out before the de that Democrats have virtue signaled on race issues from a position of guilt, having skeletons in their closet, I suspected, I suspect that projection may be at play with them making assumptions that other people have the same flaws. It's kind of like the awake, awkward male feminist who, as it turns out, has a history of behaving like a creep towards women, or the antisocial at Walmart who views new people as child abuse waiting to happen, but actually has done just that. But now, as the study points out, 
virtue signaling is a new vehicle with which those with unsavory traits procure something of value, either material or not, that they'd otherwise have to earn through more merit-based endeavors. So yeah, it's a little more than stuff that people post to social media in an effort to look good. In light of the George Floyd riots, remember that guy? Virtue signaling. (laughs) Oh man, I like how the author throws that in there. Virtual signaling has taken on a whole new motive. Now it's a way of telling the world, I'm on your side, so please don't loot my business or invade my home. Or of course, the motivation isn't genuine. It's from a threatened position in self-preservation. Yep, there you go. Self-preservation. That's all it is. And then they call you selfish for being smart. For thinking for yourself, for being hesitant. The article continues with, However, we're now coming to the point that virtue signaling no longer has its intended payoff. An excellent example of virtue signaling backfiring can be seen in the June ratings plunge of ESPN to the lowest point in the nation's in the network's 42-year history. How did they bring this about? By turning their programming into racial politics. This might not have been a big deal if the networks were CNN, MSNBC, or any other flavor of thinly veiled leftist propaganda, but there's something that people expect when they turn tune into ESPN. Sports. People tune into ESPN for sports. Remember we talked about that whole Black Lives Matter last year? That huge distraction leading up to the creation of the Mark of the Beast vaccine being available? I told you, I'm like, why would you be... I told multiple times, I'm like, why would you be watching sports when all they're pushing is a propaganda? All that Black Lives Matter all over the court, the players players wearing the t-shirts, all of that. And then they go on to the next onto the next issue now the nba is talking about what the vaccines now you got lebron coming out and kyrie and all these other players bradley beal stephen curry draymond kd just another another issue that they jump on the author continues with so when people tune in to a sports network and the programming is about some form of activism People will naturally change the channel and watch something else, thinking something like, maybe I'll come back when they get back to sports. But there's something else that virtue signalers such as ESPN didn't account for. Politically charged content and virtue signaling tend to make people feel uncomfortable. Maybe people wanted to watch sports to get away from the world's problems. Not for another reminder of those problems, exactly. (laughs) Which Which are becoming increasingly trivial to find. There is something to keep in mind if you have a podcast or a YouTube channel or otherwise have a media outlet. Wait one second. Otherwise have a media outlet focused on non-political content. Because while you might have been wound up into thinking that activism is something is something you're obliged to do by some social justice plat, plat, platitude that was specifically designed to recruit you, the fact is your viewership might just go somewhere else for that for the content that they were looking for. And you can't count on them to come back. As the study points out, people who virtue signal tend to be manipulative and narcissistic. 
Yet another simple observation made by normal people has been validated by yet more rigorous observation on the part of researchers. It sounds superfluous, but hey, yet another officially published weapon to use against the forces of stupidity and ignorance. Yeah, I mean, at this point, if there's studies coming out pointing this out, it wasn't very difficult for someone as myself to to talk about it and know what it was. This is not something new. It was just that this this hoax pandemic heightened it. It heightened everything that we were used to. And you know, that's why I just don't I don't even get caught up in it. I don't get upset about it at all. I just avoid them. That's the best thing you can do is just keep your energy, guard your spirit, guard your energy and just avoid them. Because now we have studies to back up the fact that we knew that they were narcissists, that they were psychopaths and manipulators, and they didn't put their money where their mouth is, and they were phonies. We knew that. We've been known that before any study had to come out. And I'm going to present some audio from the YouTube ch- channel entitled The Joe Jarvis. And the title of the video is study psychopaths and narcissists exploit virtue signaling and victimhood and the video was published on april 27 2021 this really isn't a hard phenomenon to figure out the more you give certain groups in society special rights and privileges from the moral high ground to salaries and jobs, the more this will bring the worst type of people out of the woodwork to take advantage. In the context of two recent studies, it all makes perfect sense. Here, the science confirms what we intuitively know, that bad people take advantage of other people's best intentions to gain power. You've probably heard of virtue signaling, when somebody tries to show how morally superior they are because of some cause that they claim to care about. For example, the Instagram influencers caught staging photos of them helping to clean up after a riot, or a company that tweets out support for gay rights only during Pride Month. They are signaling that they are virtuous, and thus reaping the material and social rewards of being part of the woke crowd. But this new research indicates that these social justice warriors might not be so well-intentioned. The Journal of Personality and Social Psychology recently published a paper which analyzed the results of a number of studies on victimhood and virtue signaling. The paper is called Signaling Virtuous Victimhood as Indicators of Dark Triad Personalities. The dark triad personalities are narcissism, psychopathy, and Machiavellianism. The study found that individuals with these traits are more likely to signal virtuousness and victimhood. That means psychopaths, narcissists, and shrewd opportunists take advantage of the social climate for their own gain. And it's not just sympathy or social status that they gain. The benefits of virtue signaling include real, tangible gains in resources, as evidenced by the three white posers that we discussed. That's because the U.S. is now an environment in which it is, according to the study, increasingly advantageous and even fashionable to be considered a victim. It is also used as a way to gain moral immunity for deceit, intimidation, or even violence 
violence by alleged victims to achieve their goals. In other words, the ends justify the means. As long as you claim to have a noble intention, it can excuse any amount of terrible behavior in the name of that goal. And that is why Black Lives Matter embeds its admittedly Marxist goals in the vehicle of racial justice. Signaling support for disenfranchised groups is a shortcut to get ahead in today's world. This obviously doesn't mean that every woe person is a psychopath. Some of them surely have the best intentions. But this study confirms that when society gives some people special rights and privileges, bad people will always take advantage of it. Coupled with another study that was released a couple years back, we can understand perfectly the woke threat coming out of the belly of the beast, Washington, D.C. The study, called Psychopathy by State, found that the concentration of psychopaths in Washington, D.C. was far higher than any other state. The presence of psychopaths in the District of Columbia is consistent with the conjecture that psychopaths are likely to be effective in the political sphere. Psychos are drawn to power, and it's not just that power corrupts. It's that already corrupt people seek power. Government is just the best industry to be in for somebody with no morals. The study surveyed samples from the lower 48 states and Washington, D.C. to find the prevalence of personality traits which correspond with psychopath. Of course, D.C. came in first by far. But as the author notes, that's not necessarily a fair comparison because Washington, D.C. is a city compared to entire states. The study finds that more urban areas in general correspond to more psychopathic personality traits. Another interesting finding is that a higher prevalence of lawyers predicts higher psychopathy levels. Shocking, I know. So, we're moving DC. Can you guess which three states come in the top places for the concentration of psychopaths? Number one, Connecticut. Number two, California. Number three, New Jersey. The least psychopathic states are number one, West Virginia. Number two, Vermont. Number three, Tennessee number four, North Carolina, and number five, New Mexico. And it should not be surprising that the main correlation was the state with the lowest percentage of people living in urban areas also had the lowest concentration of psychopaths. Perhaps psychopaths need to be around more victims or constantly switch out their friends and acquaintances as they become aware of their antisocial behavior. It's possible that psychopaths are more easily recognized and ostracized in more tight-knit rural communities. The study concludes includes areas of the United States that are measured to be the most psychopathic are those in the Northeast and other similarly populated regions. The least psychopathic are predominantly rural areas. The District of Columbia is measured to be far more psychopathic than any individual state in the country, a fact that can be readily explained either by its very high population density or by the type of person who may be drawn to a literal seat of power. Hailing originally from Massachusetts, I can attest to the highest corresponding personality trait being temperamental and uninhibited. Where do you think the term masshole came from? If you aren't a psychopath when you arrive in the state, you soon become one just from the traffic alone. And I wonder if just being in such close proximity to other people makes it a necessary adaptation to care a little bit less about how your actions affect other people. The solution to all of this is to not give a single inch to these virtue signaling psychopaths. Don't engage them. Don't fall into their trap.
Arabs don't apologize for being white, Christian, straight, privileged, or whatever. That's a race to the bottom. And the best thing that we can do is either entirely ignore these virtue signaling psychopaths or relentlessly make fun of them with memes. What you don't want to do is go in the other direction and become the self-fulfilling prophecy by actually becoming racist. Remember, this is a small group of fringe people trying to force everybody else to self-segregate or identify with a victim group. Just keep in mind that this narrative is being driven by elitist white liberals, some of whom go so far as to fake being a victim themselves. The other thing you can do is self-select the group that you associate with and live around. I've been doing this for years, and the only time I actually see these ridiculous race baiters and woke mobsters is online. Remember, the media will take a tiny minority opinion, present it as if it's mainstream, and try to build it into a movement. It's still dangerous since the minority can, and in many places does, take over and set policy. It's still important to call attention to the cult, voice your concerns with it to make sure it doesn't catch on, to make sure that the other people around you know that not everybody agrees with this virtue signaling psychopathy. But I don't actually know any woke mobsters in real life which is either a testament to the power of self-selecting the type of people you surround yourself with, or it means, as I suspect, that there aren't actually that many people who think like this. And finally, living in a more rural area or in a tight-knit suburban community, which again, you have specifically selected, can help alleviate some of these problems. Like the study says, these people tend to concentrate in cities, so being more rural does remove you from their reach to some extent. Thanks for watching. Now that we have a better understanding of what virtue signaling is, as well as the mental ramifications such as narcissism, psychopathy, and manipulation for those who virtue signal, let's do a deeper dive into the rise of virtue signaling during today's so-called pandemic. Because I know we've all seen it, we've all lived through it, especially if you are a listener of the narrow path of the righteous, especially if you are a person, a man or a woman who conducts yourself based off of wisdom, knowledge and understanding, and you know exactly what's happening, then you have refused to this point to partake in the circus. You've refused to mask up. You've refused to social distance because somebody else is scared you're still going to live your life like i said i've never ever been up in someone's space even before the pandemic but i'm definitely not going to do it now just because they tell you there's a fake virus out there i'm just going to continue to live my life the way that i was living it before all of this circus and many of us have had to deal with a lot, a lot of virtue signaling during the pandemic. Even with family members, with our friends, with our coworkers, with random strangers. And that's when you know it's gotten to the level of no return when a random stranger can feel that it's okay to approach another stranger and start 
insulting them or harassing them. I've never in my life thought it would get to that point where I could be at a Trader Joe's using my exemption because yes, there is exemptions and minding my own business with my AirPods in, not 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 in anyone's space, right? Not not touching anyone, not close to anyone, just buying my own groceries. And then I get a random customers stopping me and insulting me and then wishing death on me. Because they feel it's that it's their duty to do so. It's their duty to speak up and call out a total stranger who was doing you no harm. A total stranger who was six feet, more than six feet away from you. But it's now your duty. It's your duty to to regurgitate and parrot the facts that was given to you by the mainstream media, which we all know are lies. It was your duty to tell everybody and show everybody in the store that it's okay to shame these people or try to make their day bad because you are yourself are a good person, right? No. Like we've known about you the whole time. You were, you are a narcissist. You are a manipulator and you are a phony. And you are void of your own identity, plain and simple. So with what we know about virtue signalers, we should never again allow them to make us feel ashamed, to make us jump into any type of argument or debate. Never again. The only time I've ever had back and forth vocally with any virtue signaler was when I was being attacked. And I always kept it short and sweet. I always kept it short and sweet. I never needed to stick around or, you know, get the last word. I would just say my piece and I would go. And there's been some nasty people that I've had to deal with. I know many of you have heard about the Target escapades that I've had. I mean, Target was a breeding ground of virtue signalers when this pandemic began. From grown adults trying to yell at me in line and intimidate me to workers at Target ganging up on me and jumping on the walkie-talkie and saying, oh, he's going into aisle 18, cut him off, get him. And then all of them jump on you like a pack of wild hyenas or a shark that can sense blood. I had to deal with that. And I was okay with dealing with that because I knew that what I was doing was I was just avoiding being a part of any type of COVID cult or complying to evil tyranny and wickedness. So the last thing that I'm going to care about is some virtue signaler. And I've even gotten even better at it to this point where I'm immune to it because I'm just going to keep walking. It's going to be very rare for me to respond to any of these people or let them waste much of my time. Because these people are going to soon enough see that the joke was on them. Especially in terms of the pandemic. And I don't wish death on no one. I don't take any type of joy out of watching... I don't take any type of joy out of watching anyone's downfall. So even though I know a lot of people are taking the mark of the beast and are are being ill and dying off, I'm still not going to celebrate a virtue signaler being poisoned by the elites, by the Nephilim. I'm not going to do it because I'm not that type of person. That would be stooping to their level. 
but I will tell them to their face that, you know, this path that you're going down is going to lead to your demise. You're going to die. I have no problem telling somebody that because it's going to hit them in their core. You know why? Because they are afraid and they're projecting. So when you say stuff like that to people, maybe they'll go home and look into it. They'll ask themselves why they're acting like a maniac. Just like that guy at Trader Joe's a few months ago that I had, I had, expl- I had um, broken down for all of you. When I was checking out at Trader Joe's about to finish up my grocery shopping, this older gentleman, literally like 12 feet behind me, not even, not even close to me, starts raising his voice as I'm checking out and after I'm finished paying and is asking Trader Joe's, asking my, my register guy, why, hey, why is he not wearing a mask? What's going on here? <laughs> and I just leave. I just left the store. I dipped. Because I started, I was, I was smiling to myself. I'm like, here we go. This guy's about to have a heart attack. He's already getting red like a cherry. Got big old belly, big old neck. Got the, got the mask on, of course. But yeah, he, I'm affecting his health because I'm more than 12 feet away from him, and he's still wondering why I'm not doing what he's doing, right? And this was the same fool that when I went out to the parking lot to get a look at him, he was literally yelling, like, he was literally lecturing the cashier. <laughs> oh, man, it's, it's wild. It's absolutely wild, the things that I've gone through and the things that I've seen. <laughs> so my message to you is to not let this get to you because it's actually pretty funny now that I look, think about it. You know, like, the morbid side of it is somebody like him is going to go take the vaccine. Maybe he gets a placebo, and then maybe he gets a booster shot, and then boom, there he goes. His health is deteriorating. His immune system shot. And that's the morbid side of it, and that's the sad side of it. It's disheartening, and I pity people like that. I don't take any joy out of anyone's downfall, like I said. But I'm just going to speak the truth of what it is. A lot of these virtue signalers, are they're done. A lot of them now have buyer's remorse from the vaccine. Trying to support a government that openly is democidal and genocidal and bloodthirsty through war. <laughs> openly impoverishes its own people. Openly poisons your food and air and water and steals your lands and, and makes you pay rent and mortgage on it but even that mortgage that house that you own is not yours even though that car you pay insurance for and you have to pay monthly payments for is not yours these are the these are these are the people that defend that so you got to understand that these people are, are not okay mentally they're not okay spiritually or emotionally or physically in most cases they're not okay so don't don't sink to their level. Don't don't let them get you all riled up and emotional at all. We we have bigger things to focus on. According to the outofmind2.com article entitled Vaccine Virtue Signaling in the Cult of of Woke, published on May 15, 2021. All tyrannical systems need a large contingent of cheerleaders in order to survive and thrive. A group of exploitable and devout acolytes that will carry the torch and evangelize the masses with the ide- ide- ideology of control. 
without this aggressive percentage of the population, totalitarians cannot remain in power. In the U.S. and most of the West, leftist ideologues have filled this role nicely. They claim they are fighting for the rights of the downtrodden, but their actions speak much louder than their words. They have supported and viciously defended nearly every draconian measure that governments and corporate elites have enacted in the past two years. They supported mass censorship of conservatives and moderates by big tech companies. They supported national lockdowns which destroyed hundreds of thousands of small businesses and violated the constitutional rights of millions of Americans. They continue to support unscientific mask rules which have been proven to achieve nothing tangible in terms of preventing viral spread. They support the use of vaccine passports, which would effectively cut non-vaccinated people out of the normal economy and normal society and drive them into poverty. And now they are all over the web trying to propagandize for the jab. We know these unhinged creatures by many names, including social justice warriors, snowflakes, puritans, leftists, Marxists, communists, globalists, collectivists, narcissists, etc., Basically, they are some of the worst people on the planet. And while they usually drone on about institutional racism that doesn't exist or rape culture that doesn't exist or a patriarchy that doesn't exist, though I'm starting to wonder if maybe we should start one, they have now found a new love in the COVID crisis. But before I address the woke cult, and their perversive relationship with the establishment, I have to ask a basic question about the vaccine, which no one in the mainstream seems to be asking. Why should we take an experimental mRNA vaccine for a virus that has a 99.7% of people outside of nursing homes will easily survive? This question alone usually explodes the heads of vaccine cultists. Most of them, for some reason, still believe the death rate of COVID is 3% or more. Why do they peddle this nonsense? Well, I will note, I would note that the mainstream media never discusses the death rate of COVID. They instead let people make assumptions based on things they have heard in the past from entities like the World Health Organization or the CDC. The 3% stat appears to have come from predictions made by the WHO in January of 2020 before the virus had fully hit the U.S., as well as a preliminary study by Lancet. These predictions were public pushed forward by the Imperial College of London, a globalist institution which cr- created the complex mandate and lockdown models that nations across the world are now using to control the public. Their models were so utterly wrong that it is bewildering to anyone familiar with statistical theory or medical management. As it turns out, The death rate for COVID is a mere 0.26% of those infected. It was never 3%, and we have known this for quite some time. And like I've said many times, I'm just usually, I take other people's articles or blogs and we depict them, right? We use common sense and discernment. I agree with what the author is saying about these people jumping from subject to subject or narrative to narrative, but anybody who has connected the dots would know that COVID is not real. It's not real at all. That's why I don't budge when it comes to these to the, these mandates or people asking me to be like them. I don't budge because I'm not going to do so. 
for something that's real. And I'm definitely not going to harm my respiratory system and my neurological system for, for what? For a lie? But let's even pretend that it is true. This author is making a good point. If it's 0.26% death rate, why in the world does a whole world need to be vaccinated? Why? The author continues with nursing home patients with pre-existing conditions make up around 40% of all deaths. Over 80% of of all deaths were people over the age of 65. And according to the CDC, at least 30% of all COVID hospitalizations were due to complications associated with severe obesity. (laughs) So if you are not over 65 and you are not disgustingly fat, then you have very little to worry about from COVID statistically. If you are over 65 and you are fat, then you have around a 0.26% chance of dying if you become infected. If you are over 65 fat and live in a nursing home, then maybe you should be worried. The bottom line is COVID is a non-threat to the majority of people, but there is a large group of obsessive out, obsessives out there that seem to want to be afraid of it anyway, or they just want us to be afraid. The virtue signaling around the vaccines is growing increasingly bizarre. There are numerous YouTube videos, TikTok videos, articles, and social media posts by people smugly proclaiming their jab status as if they have just been touched by the hand of God as the chosen ones. Furthermore, the idolization of medical frauds like Dr. Anthony Fauci is cringeworthy. If you don't believe me, you can see some examples below. And they linked some, you know, YouTube videos. I'm not going to play it. Just everything that we've seen before social media stars or YouTube celebrities or just celebrities in general, athletes, actors, entertainers, just jumping on there and and virtue signaling because that's all they do because they're puppets. The author continues with, it appears that the SJWs are trying real hard to normalize COVID vaccines by manufacturing a, a consensus. If everyone is doing it, then you might get left out and isolated from the crowd. And that's a scary thought, right? Maybe I'm reading too much into this, but I've detected some serious desperation behind this astroturf movement against anti-vaxxers. No one listens to the cult of, of woke. No one likes them, and no one trusts them to be informed or honest in their agenda. Yet they wield considerable power in our society because they are being backed by governments and corporations. Their relationship to the establishment is symbiotic. This is not to say any of these people are aware of the underlying agenda. The mindset behind vaccine virtue signaling could be attributed to some base fatalities the average leftist suffers from. First, they have a habit of relying on government and the system in general to provide for their feelings of normalcy. This is to say they worship the COVID vaccine partly because they see it as their ticket to appeasing the government and being given access to certain comforts. Bingo. Sadly, they don't realize that those comforts can be taken back anytime they want if they were not so cowardly. In my county residents here have been ignoring the COVID mandates for most of the past year. No one wears the mask. No one is using social distancing and over 70% of the population is not vaccinated. The consequence, only 17 deaths in the past year, which of which were people with pre-existing conditions. And we have been free the whole time, damn, the whole time because we chose to be. Second, leftists always argue from a position of the majority, even when they are not the majority. COVID is a tool, 
like a psychological crowbar used to leverage compliance because the presumption is that it is a threat to everyone. And if everyone is threatened by the same boogeyman, then everyone is part of the same monolith, the same collective. And if everyone is part of the same collective, then everyone must fight that boogeyman together in unity. If you do not work with the collective, that means you are working against the collective. We live in a society the leftists arrogantly spit and sneer, which means you must do what we say is best for everyone. As I already thoroughly outlined above, COVID is not a threat to everyone. It's not even a threat to more than 0.26% of people. We do not live in a society. At least we don't live in their society or under their rules. They don't care about saving lives. This is just the excuse they need to exert control. Control is what they most desire. How do I know this? Look at the mania surrounding the very existence of anti-lockdown activists and anti-vaxxers. Look at how much they talk about us. They can't stop themselves. Why do these people care so much whether or not we take the vaccine? If it actually works, then they are perfectly safe from us. And when we all die horrible deaths from COVID, they can say, we told you so. What they really fear is that we are right and they are wrong. The science is certainly on our side and has been the duration of the pandemic. The WHO was wrong. The CDC was wrong. The Imperial College of London was wrong. The anti-lockdown activists were closer to the mark than all of them combined. The masks have been, been proven to be useless. The lockdowns have been proven to be useless. The death rate predictions were proven to be highly exaggerated. And now the very need for the vaccine is in question. In terms of the recent mainstream media narrative, we can draw a couple of conclusions. For one, the vaccine rollout is not going according to plan. Every day the media is awash in stories about vaccine hesitancy and what the government needs to do about it. This tells me that far too many Americans are refusing the shot, so the propaganda is being turned up to 11. I suspect the vaccine virtue signaling is a part of the ca that campaign or it is at least being encouraged by the establishment. Don't you want to be on the right side of history? Don't you want to be on the side that cares about people? Or do you want to be the self on the selfish side? The side that wants to kill grandma? The side that is racist and sexist and nasty and icky? <laughs> oh man, the side that wants to kill grandma. The side that is racist and sexist and nasty and icky. That's why I told you, these, these are children. The author does a great job of just describing these adults as children. Another easy conclusion we can draw from the media is that this is not going away and the establishment intends to press the issue if we continue to defy them. I've seen the suggestion of force only gingerly broached in the past, but recently the narrative is becoming more aggressive. The word force is appearing more often. The media seeks to remind us that under the, that law, the establishment can make us take the vaccine. The message? We might as well get the vaccine now so that we can avoid in any unpleasantness later. We all know this is eventually going to end in war, but the elites need a huge ratio of pro-mandate people to effectively subjugate liberty-minded individuals. They don't have it, and it shows. Yeah, I'm gonna stop it there. This is a this is a great great piece right there. I love the writing. I love just the honesty, the bluntness, because it is true. Everything we just read as far as examples just goes to show how much of a joke this whole entire situation has been. It's a joke. 
it's a joke. And I remember even a couple months back, me and my lady were driving from Trader Joe's and we pulled up next to this lady and she was like in her SUV. She was wearing a mask and she was wearing one of those like, you know, one of those masks that look like a beak, (laughs) like a bird beak. It's got like that extra space or whatever, whatever the design they give them. She like looked at us and me and my girlfriend looked at each other and I we just started smiling, laughing. And we looked back and the lady like looked looked away immediately and then she started etching her her car forward because we're all at a at a green, at a red light. And me and my girl just lost it. It's like she had to get away from us. She she felt so uncomfortable she had to etch her car forward so that she's not in view because she knew. She was embarrassed. That's exactly what it is. These people are going to continue to double down because of their arrogance, their ego, and their pride. They knew that they were phony. They only wanted to do, most of these people only wanted to do it to act like they were a part of something special or that they cared. That's that's the reason that most of these people did this. And, you know, it's sad. It, It really is sad that a lot of people are going to pay for virtue signaling with their life. Like I said, I don't find any happiness out of seeing someone's life destroyed or them dying from the mark of the beast. It's just it's just the truth. It's sad. And there's not much you can do about it because a lot of these people are in too deep. And what I mean by in too deep, let's let's continue. Let me show you some stuff. (laughs) According to the MSH.com article entitled doctor creates wristband that proves you've received COVID-19 vaccines published on May 20th, 2021. A Colorado doctor has created the first to market wearable COVID-19 vaccination documentation that tells whether someone has been vaccinated or not. As the CDC and individual states have relaxed COVID-19 mask and gathering guidelines, Immunu bands, proprietary wristband, will show immunization status to anyone with a smartphone. Created by Dr. J. Tashoff Burton, Immunu band is described as a stylish blue silicone bracelet emblazoned with the words COVID-19 vaccinated. Each bracelet has a metal tag with an engraved unique QR code which, when scanned by a smartphone, directs users to their personal password-protected vaccination record. To purchase one, customers must get vaccinated (laughs) and upload their vaccination card, documenting the status, to Immunoband's HIPAA-compliant server. These vaccines are a accumulation of some of the best work the scientific community has ever seen. But with this tremendous benefits come challenges. As it stands, quick, easy access to documentation of vaccination status is lacking, said Dr. Burton. After a year defined by divisions, we deserve to feel comfortable and safe in public. Immunuband will serve as the passport that returns us back to normal life. Wow. Immunuband is available starting at $19.99 plus shipping and handling. Wow. I mean, wow. So, you got people out here virtue signaling to the point where they got to go buy a band and wear that band everywhere they go. Are you vaccinated? Oh, no, no. Check my wrist. Look at this Aminu band. You, look at my QR code. Isn't it nice? Oh, my gosh. Where did you get that? That's the conversations people are going to be having. It's sick, man. It's sad. 
it's really sad you know i i wow when you just add up how much money these people are making off of your your stupidity i i just read something online from a a, a thread on twitter and some some guy had mentioned that his wife had um, chosen to take the weekly test I think she had to do she had to get tested twice a week it was once or twice a week for the last year so imagine her getting you know graphene oxide or nanoparticles shoved up her blood brain barrier for a year imagine what that does to a person but anyway they had tweeted that yo my wife and I had accidentally been sent the bill so I guess the bill was covered some companies cover your test and some don't but they were accidentally sent the bill and the guy who tweeted it said that each test was $295 $295 that they were making off of a faulty PCR test which the owner the creator the originator the one who won the Nobel Prize for it who, who told you that it's not used to to detect viruses and was against Fauci and who suddenly died right before the pandemic, that's what they're making the money off of, off of a tool that they can harm you with. Go look it up. Go look up what are on those swabs, what people are putting up their noses. Go look it up. And one thing that I've noticed is the people that always say that they lose their, their smell, their touch, their taste, or their smell or their taste, and then they claim it's COVID-19. These are the same people who went and got a test. It's, it's just so obvious. And it's just a big money maker. Think about if that woman's company is charged $295 per test. Think about that. You think that they're going to keep her on for a long time at that rate? You think the insurance is going to be fine with that? That's why we told you that they're going to take away the testing. Anyone who's banking on staying in this society and not getting vaccinated, but just getting weekly tests, you're you're in for a rude awakening especially if they're priced around 200 to $300. You think your employer or the insurance is going to want to do that? They're going to look at you as a liability and they're going to can you if you don't get the vaccine. So I say all this to say that this is just one big money maker off of your ignorance, off of your virtue signaling, and you go and defend this madness? You go and defend this madness. I mean, it says a lot about people. It really does. It says a lot about a person when they're on board with their own demise. Not only their own demise, but the demise of their family, their future, their children, the generations to follow. That's why I said these people are dangerous and to stay away from them. I really don't say that to be funny. It's not anything to be funny about. It's not for sensationalism. It really is a serious matter that's going on right now. What do you think is going to happen once people really realize that this is not going to end? They're, they're, you think the, the people who keep saying going back to normal, it's like, why do you keep doubling down on this hope that clearly isn't going to pan out the way that you thought it was going to pan out? Why do you keep doubling down and then getting more aggressive and more upset? It's because you know you've been conned, you've been duped, but you don't want to admit it. So you want everybody else to suffer because you are ignorant you because you love misery misery loves company these people want you to suffer that's why i said they're they're dangerous it doesn't matter if they're family it doesn't matter if they're friends stay away from them for your own good especially if you are aligned and connected with the most high 
stay far away from these types of people because these people are losing their minds we already have the proof studies have shown these are narcissists these are manipulators these are psychopaths so why are you why are we even giving them the time of day just ignore them let them continue on the path to the slaughter and focus on you or any energy to virtual signalers they eventually deflate like a balloon that's how they feel purpose in life and what I do is I play the psychological game right back at them if they try to make a comment about wearing a mask to me I just ignore them if they try to pull me aside or do anything, I'll just ignore them. I won't give them the light of the day and I don't hang around them. So it's very, very, it's becoming much easier now that the, the mandates, so-called mass mandates have been at least lifted at most places where I'm not getting constantly harassed or getting looks or getting people shaking their head at me in disgust. Not that that even mattered, but it's been nice. But you know, all that's coming back with the fury, with the vengeance. So I'm already preparing myself for how it's going to look once winter comes and once power grid goes down and water and heat and all that and everybody's at the mercy of the, of the government, then the virtue signaling is going to turn up a notch. These people are going to become so desperate. So desperate. Physical altercations, just like just like the author had mentioned in one, the blog that we re- reread. It's going to be a war, straight up. And it's going to be the people turned on each other, not on the government, not on the Nephilim, not on the the elite bloodlines that have been the ones who've orchestrated this whole entire pandemic, but on each other. And I'm just going to be sitting back with my feet kicked up, and I'm not going to be partaking in any of that, any of that, not wasting an ounce of energy. One of the best decisions I ever made was stop caring what people thought and stop needing to push my ideals on people. I've learned that for the past couple, for the past few years, I've been working on that. I'm at the point where if you are so gung-ho about the vaccine, good. That's good for you. If you feel like it's going to protect you and that the government would never harm you and has never harmed anyone and there's no vaccine deaths or any issues related to the vaccine, then that's good. Good for you. But if you're, you're going to push it on me, you're not going to be around me. I just won't even allow the conversation to come up because I can identify these people and I avoid them. That's what you should do too, is avoid them. That's all it comes down to is that they don't, well, they're not going to be able to get the attention they want unless you give it to them. And let's continue to do a deeper dive into how bizarre everything is getting with this virtue signaling. According to the federalist.com article entitled, Universities' insane COVID rules and snitch culture are training the next generation to embrace totalitarianism, written by Evita Duffy.
If you think state and federal government COVID-19 policies are too restrictive, you haven't been to a college campus lately. Schools across the country have imposed extreme micromanaging rules on 19 to 22 year olds, a demographic more likely to die from the seasonal flu and pneumonia than COVID. Paying top dollar at already overpriced institutions for vastly inferior remote learning University students remain unnecessarily unnecessarily isolated and barred from using the services and facilities they and their families are paying for. And before I begin, that's exactly what it is. This is such a degrading insult for college kids. I feel I feel for them, man, because you don't you're not at the point of even having a sense of self. You don't even know yourself. You haven't even like really lived life. And to go to college is a big deal for a lot of people. We were all indoctrinated and brainwashed into believing that that's, that was the next step so that we could enter the rat race successfully, right? Could be an obedient slave worker for the rest of our lives, right? And so college is a big deal to a lot of people. So imagine paying all that money, all those loans, and for this. And I remember my, my, my lady's sister had graduated from a university and the whole thing was all online people like i'm not kidding you no graduation ceremony no nothing all online and they even forgot to put people's names in the program <laughs> like left out people's majors and minors and stuff like double majors were left out like minors were left out like it's nonsense man and people literally continue on with it the article continues with many schools like Southern Methodist University forbid students from having guests in their dorm rooms. <laughs> Others have even installed security cameras in the hallways aimed at residents' doors to monitor adherence. Wow. Most institutions have isolations, isolation dorms, or as some student calls them, isolation prisons, where students who test positive for COVID are forced to live alone for two weeks. Wow, there you go, solitary confinement. Many students must wear masks at all times, including outdoors and in gyms. This is an ironic twist for institutions that train scientists and, and house overwhelmingly leftist professors and students who chastise anyone for questioning the ever-changing government COVID guidelines and screech at all of us to follow the science, as though science is a religion with no growth, questioning, or margin for error. COVID data strongly suggests that being fit and healthy is essential to protecting yourself from the virus and that those with comorbidities such as obesity and diabetes, which are often related to lifestyle, are far more likely to be hospitalized or die from the Wuhan virus. Yet pro-science universities have made working out as difficult as possible. Many school gyms are closed. At schools with open gyms, many require students to sign up in advance to use them and can only stay for short periods of time, usually less than an hour. At the University of Wisconsin-Madison, students are forced to take COVID tests every four days. If they don't, they lose access to university buildings. Their testing catalog is counted on the Safer Badgers app, which students are required to download and many believe is an invasion of privacy. They are tracking our movements. Connor Hess, a junior at UW-Madison studying chemical engineering. 
Hess explained that while the university claims to not be tracking them, the app constantly asks students to turn on optional location services. The app uses Bluetooth to monitor if clusters of students are congregating together and who the students are. They say they just have location services so that you can see can now see where the testing sites are, said Hess skeptically. skeptically. But I don't know if I fully believe that. Of course, it's, you don't believe it because you have common sense. These people have lied to you how many times? I mean, come on, people. If you miss required COVID tests at UW-Madison, the university has implemented a progressive approach to administrative consequences. Punishments include being unable to use campus Wi-Fi, barred from accessing your transcript, and prohibited from adding or dropping classes. (laughs) I didn't even know half of this. This is nuts. You can't use the Wi-Fi? <laughs> you can't look at your transcripts? Can't even add or drop classes? So you paid for that semester, but you have no control. Wow. <laughs> if I was in college right now, I would have dropped out right away. I would not be ever paying for that. Are you kidding me? And people would say, oh, there's no way that they're going to do that to the vaccine. There's no way they're going to make a vaccine passport. There's no way they're going to shut off the Internet. And then here we go. They're 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 not allowing people to have access to Wi-Fi. You see how sick this is? The article continues with students may also be put on disciplinary probation, which will be noted on their transcript and affect their ability to study abroad and affect their ability to study abroad. In the end, consequences for not strictly following university COVID regulations lead to suspension. Similar similar disciplinary systems have been implemented at universities across the country. Like many colleges, my school, the University of Chicago, has created a snitch list where students can anonymously turn in classmates for having a small gathering or not wearing a mask properly. And this is where these psychopaths thrive when they're young. Like I told you, my experience from kids like in elementary, junior high, high school, college, you know who they were. These are the type of people that would definitely do that. You'd be walking by their dorm and they'd be like, hey, how you doing? Like trying to be nice to you. Be like, good, good. Yeah, do you mind if I have some like friends over there? They all, we all tested this week. We're all negative. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Like always, man. Go have fun. Minute you leave, pop up on the laptop go to the university website go to the snitch list (laughs) wow students turned into the university authorities across the country for having friends have had their class registration put on hold been kicked out of university housing and even suspended this soviet software is divisive and disturbing and is often applied unfairly and sometimes used by students to target peers they don't like or seek to re- to take revenge on exactly what did we say what do these studies show about these people they're narcissists they're psychopaths they're manipulative it was never as this is, has nothing to do with the safety and we're all in it together this is this gives people who've never had any sense of control of their lives control now they can feel like they're in an authoritarian position and they can even say, well, my, I, my government backs me. I don't need your backing. My government backs me. Fauci backs me. Bill Gates backs me. All the experts back me. Rochelle Walensky, all my idols back me. 
A group of nine freshmen at the University of Chicago were reported to the snitch lifts after taking a photo in front of one of the university buildings. After the photo was posted on social media, the group was reported for not standing six feet apart, even though the students were outside and every student in the photo was wearing a mask. The majority of the freshmen pictured were members of the Chicago Thinker, a conservative such libertarian student newspaper on campus. Such is the fear of being socially shamed or harassed on campus over COVID violations that when I asked students featured in the report, reported photo if I could share it for this article, everyone said no and asked that I not use their name in this article. The few who agreed to talk to me said they are afraid of drawing more attention to themselves and the controversy. Most importantly, students are afraid of being discriminated against future, by future employers. Exactly. If you're going to take away their Wi-Fi, if you're going to you're going to put them in solitary confinement. If you're going to say, oh, you can't study abroad, you can't use your gym facilities, all these things that you're, they're paying for, it's not like they got a discount. It's not like they got a COVID discount at college. These kids still had to pay every single penny that they signed up for. And now they can be discriminated against and snitched on. You know how messed up that is? If that's not out of the book, a page of 1984, I don't know what is. If that's not already an example of China's social credit system, I don't know what it is because they're literally showing you the social credit system that is being played out, but on a lower level tier. Of course, they got to try it out in, in colleges and try it out real quick. Students explain that the stakes are high. After one additional infraction, like the reported photo, they could be kicked out of the dorms. Wow. One freshman said he is worried if he is identified, he will be relentlessly mocked on social media and provoke leftists to maliciously report me out of spite. Wow. One of the students pictured agreed, saying that he does not know who reported them, but he has noticed that punishment is not equally applied to leftist students on campus who are generally not afraid of being turned into this into the stitch list that, and have engaged in Black Lives Matter rioting on campus with no consequences. Of course, of course, they let the Black Lives Matter people jump around, throw chairs, get crazy, all that stuff, and then they just go home. The hysteria around COVID restrictions has been has bred an environment. Oh, wait, one second. I, I missed something. Let me read this first. It reeks of targeting when you know leftist students have no fear of repercussions when they post videos of themselves burning things on private property, while maskless and conservative students have to be afraid of taking a mass picture outside in which they are only five to nine feet apart, said the student. The hysteria around COVID restrictions has bred an environment of such extreme judgment and fear that we cannot even function as normal human beings without being on edge, said the first student. It's unsettling that people are keeping tabs on you and filing reports just for taking a picture with friends, which of course everyone on campus does. Wow. Wow, this is, I mean, I'm just like in awe looking through this this article. A lot of this I had no idea. I knew it was bad in schools, but I had no idea it got that far. It's sad. And I, I these young adults, man, it's it sucks. I just feel so bad for him, man. Because it's not like you can expect somebody who's that age to really have wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. They, they, 
they expect their parents to have it or the adults to have it. This is crazy, man. This is sad. And let's look at a little bit of a little deeper into how crazy and bizarre this is all getting and the propaganda that they're spewing to fuel these virtue signalers. According to the time.com article entitled, don't be afraid to virtual signal. It can be a powerful tool to change people's minds. Wow. Written by Jamil Zaki and Mina Chakara and published on June 25th, 2020. The murders of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Aubrey, and Rayshard Brooks offer new reminders of ongoing anti-black violence and have outraged millions. This time, though, this time, though, calls for justice has spread further than usual around the world and across our culture. Public sentiment has dramatically changed. In two weeks, American voters' support for Black Lives Matter increased as much as it did in the previous two years. And Black Lives Matter is one of the most popular political entities in the country. Symbolic change is also surging. Statutes of bigots and slaves, slavers have toppled in Antwerp and Virginia. NASCAR banned Confederate flags and Paramount abruptly canceled the television show Cops after 32 seasons. Virtually every major company has released statements on anti-racism even and events like Blackout Tuesday on the social media landscape. Some of these displays seem authentic, others ring hollow. Consider companies that tweet out Black Lives Matter but have 100% white corporate leadership. Instagram influ- influencers who treat protests like Coachella Part 17 or the NFL commissioner who released a statement condemning racism but did not name Colin Kaepernick, the quarterback banned by the league for peacefully protesting that same issue. These token gestures smack of hypocrisy and cynicism in a moment that requires moral clarity. And that's funny. It's like these people will even turn on each other. So they're nitpicking your virtue signaling. They're like, well, you're just not doing it the way we're doing it. It's not as good. You're, you're being a hypocrite. That's, that's all they're doing. Imagine them nitpicking each other. That's why I know they're phonies. Because all of these pro-vaxxers that are all hanging out, being in a group, you know, liking each other's statuses and virtue signaling and insulting the unvaxxed and whatnot, wishing death on us, the minute that one of their little buddies decides not to get the booster or get a third shot or is even hesitant, is even questioning it, they're going to jump on them. They're going to do exactly what they did to the people they hated, to the person that they just supported. Think about that. The article continues with, in the context of anti-racism, shallow support like this is called optical allyship. More broadly, it is one flavor of virtue signaling. Since this term was coined in 2015, people have used it to shame others from moral grandstanding, advertising their moral positions for the purpose of self-promotion. This sort of virtue signaling seems like selfishness covered in a thin shell of goodness, a way to score social points rather than doing the work of the real reform. And that's exactly what it is. It's critical to question people whose most radical act is temporarily changing their profile pic. It's critical they follow their words with action. The time for talk has passed. But focusing solely on virtue signalers obscures their most important role. 
like radio waves the signals they send are received by someone and those those receivers matter too and here you go it's a brainwash these are people who are brainwashed zombies that are basically doing it to you that's why the elites can just sit back and just watch us destroy each other really that's how it works they don't really have to do much you notice how they don't even have to fire a bullet during this war this war on germs but the actual weapon is in the vaccine the actual weapon is the, is in the propaganda that which creates division the actual weapon is in the censorship the actual weapon is in the gatekeeping the actual weapon is in the mandates article continues with two key insights about social behavior are relevant here first people conform to others actions and opinions they often say what others say and do as others do second when it comes in that's exactly what i said the herd mentality they're admitting that out in the open second when it comes to many issues most people don't know what most people think meaning that that conformity involves a surprising amount of guesswork This means social information can be a powerful force for social change because people look to each other when deciding how to express themselves. As social norms shift, individuals shift with them, adopting popular opinions and behaviors and dropping ones that fall out of style. Norms are especially powerful as they gain steam. In one set of studies, Greg Sparkman and Greg Walton presented dinners in a cafeteria with evidence that 30% of the US population was vegetarian or that 30% of the population was newly vegetarian. People who learned about this second dynamic social norm were twice as likely to order a meatless lunch themselves. They saw not just where the crowd was, but where it was going and didn't want to be left behind. Wow, there you go. And look how they spin this. Let's, let's listen to this next part. Conformity can seem spineless, and they admit it, it is spineless, but in fact, it reflects an ancient yearning to be part of something greater than ourselves, a smart yearning, giving the many social advantages of coordinating and cooperating with others. It goes deeper than words, sometimes changing what we see, what we value, and what we be- behave, even privately. And no matter what we think of this, we are and will always be a, a herd species. <laughs> there you go. Exactly more prone to move together than alone. Social norms will continue to change and we will change with them. This clarifies why signaling is so important. Not every person tweeting their support of a righteous cause will follow follow through, but no matter their motives, when many people speak out, their voices have a powerful effect on receivers. The last few weeks have made it clear that anyone opposed to racial justice is indeed in the minority and that people who believe Black Lives Matter have plenty of company. Collective outrage has become a social norm coupled with the leadership of local organizers. It has yielded a phenomenal groundswell of action. Okay, people. But, uh, but you know, I digress. I forgot that racism took a, a backseat to COVID-19. So racism once again has exited the building. So those people who are all about Black Lives Matter, all that, they're not talking about that anymore. If it's not Gabby Petito, it's something else. But racism is boring now. So they have to go on to something else, guys. There's something else that they have to do. And let's, let's continue to dive deeper into this bizarre mindset and how bizarre this world is getting. 
according to the patch.com article entitled bucks co women to rally saturday to keep bands off our bodies <laughs> written by jason addy and published on september 30 of 2021 Activists and residents from across Bucks County are set to rally Saturday afternoon in Doylestown to rise up for reproductive rights and send a clear, unified message to federal law- lawmakers and the U.S. Supreme Court. The Ban Off Our Bodies rally is scheduled to run from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Saturday at the Old Bucks County Courthouse, 55 East Court Street. About a dozen community groups and activist organizations from the area are partnering to mobilize Bucks County residents to defend, defend reproductive rights. Those groups include Youth for Unity, Rise Up Doylestown, NAACP Bucks County, Planned Parenthood, Keystone, of course Planned Parenthood is in there, Bucks County Women's Advocacy Coalition, The Rainbow Room, Bucks Libertation, Liberation, Liberation, my bad, Coalition, Central Bucks YSDA, da-da-da-da. And, okay, here we go. Abortion has never been fully accessible, but we are at risk of losing our reproductive freedom completely. Organizers said in an event posting the call to action is clear and urgent. The relentless attacks from Texas to Mississippi to Pennsylvania are ramping up quickly. So there's another social cause they gave you. Of course, during the pandemic, they had to give you more entertainment and so-called make it illegal, abandoned in Texas to get people in uproar and to showcase all of the idol worshipers who blood sacrificed their children to the system. Go ask yourself, what do they do with those with those aborted fetal tissues, those babies? And go look it up. We've already talked to you about what they do with it. Go look it up. So don't say that your decision to kill your baby doesn't affect me because it does. When you could hide behind the guise of my body, my choice, but I, I can't use that same excuse that you use when when I know that the vaccine is the mark of the beast. I can't use it against you. No, no, no. We're, no, you're being selfish. You're harming me. No, you're also harming other people by going to go get it. Not only are you a murderer, but you are also affecting other people, too, with your decision. You're sick. You need help. The article continues with numerous similar protests are planned across the country for Saturday afternoon ahead of the Supreme Court reconvening for its new term Monday. Texas has enacted a restrictive new law that bans abortions at about six weeks before many women know they are pregnant. The law effectively ends Roe versus Wade protections in the state, NPR reports. And my lady had actually sent me a photo. I don't know where she got it. It might have been like an act magazine, but they had this bans off our body like protest here in Minnesota. And I think they did it right by the Walker art, right by the cherry. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they did it there. Or maybe they walked through it. But there's a photo of a protester there. And it's this this overweight, of course, woman with the long sleeve. She's got a haircut that looks like a boy's, like a really low haircut, like parted like a boy's. She's got on shades, so you can't see her eyes. And then she's got on a mask. So she literally has no identity. She's got on shades and a mask. And then she has on a pin that says bands off our bodies, of course. Then she even bought the bands off our bodies reproductive t-shirt in a, in, a, in a navy blue, right? So she's already paying money for this movement. 
making them rich. Go look back at the Black Lives Matter woman, how much money she made, all the houses she was buying, all that stuff. These people are just making loot off your ignorance. And the sign she's she's holding says, if I was meant to be controlled, I would have come with a remote. (laughs) Exclamation point. And the irony is you're saying that if I was meant to be controlled, I would have come with a remote. But you're at a protest created by the government over something as evil as killing a child, all while wearing a mask. And everyone around you is wearing a mask. That's where we're at with these virtue signalers, people. Brothers and sisters, these people are absolutely nuts. Absolutely nuts. They, they don't know how to live for themselves. Their life is the beat of the government. It's the beat of the herd. Whatever, wherever the world is going, they have to go. Whatever the new social justice situation is, they have to go with it. If a celebrity tells them to get upset, they got to do it. They got to stand up for Simone Biles, a fake transgender character. They got to stand up for these people, right? They got to go and protest and march to feel alive because inside they're rotten. They're dead. They have no purpose. They don't know themselves. How can you have a purpose if you don't know them yourself? And this is the level that we're at of these these virtue signalers. They're they're dangerous. These people are absolutely nuts and they're dangerous and they're unpredictable. I mean, they are predictable, but what I mean is they're unpredictable in the fact that you don't know how far they're really going to push it. But luckily, they've shown us who they are. If you've been paying attention, they show us who they are so that we're the smart ones are, and the wise ones know to stay away from them, know not to engage with them because it's futile. Many of these people have, are, are already soulless. It's futile. The pandemic just exposed them. That's what I said. This pandemic's just been exposing people for who exactly they are. It really has. And I pity these people. I'm not even upset. I, these people have the, it's their free will to do whatever they want. But they're not going to start embarking on my life. They're not going to start affecting my life. That's when, that's when we have issues. And that's why I know there's going to be some kind of tension or small war between the people because it's got to get to that point. That's exactly what the Nephilim, the elites want us to do is to implode and divide. So we're going to take a look at a a video, an audio clip from the Royal We, and it's entitled Virtue Signaling, the Narcissism Religion, and published on October 7th, 2020. We're going to talk about virtue signaling, which happens to be a narcissistic religion in and of itself. As a matter of fact, it's the perfect religion for narcissists because it allows them to live an outward appearance. It's all about what's being done on the outside. This is why it's called virtue signaling, even though it may completely contradict exactly how they live on the inside of their lives and behind closed doors. This is what makes it the perfect religion for toxic narcissists. My name is Kevin. And this is the royal we. And where do you want to be when it comes to understanding virtue signaling? You want to be in a place where you rebuke it. You rebuke anything having to do with virtue signaling. You are not trying to combat it or fight it or point it out because that gets you in a war 
with somebody in their religion, right? You might as well be telling a Muslim not to be Muslim. You might as well be trying to tell a Buddhist not to be Buddhist. You might as well be telling a Christian not to be Christian. That's what it's like talking to narcissists who virtue signal when you try to tell them, hey, you're virtue signaling and you're being hypocritical and it, your life doesn't match up with what you're trying to do because that is their religion. After all, the scriptures tell us that the devil portrayed himself or disguised himself as an angel of light. And is that not exactly what narcissists do? They disguise themselves. What's a disguise? A disguise is an outward public appearance. And that is what virtue signaling is all about. It's nothing more than an outward public expression, public uh, uh, observable behavior of toxic narcissists who want to look good in order to gain supply. Now, I had a sibling that I dealt with who was highly narcissistic, who would cuss and berate and call me names. And I'm sure many of you can attest to a similar situation in your own experience with narcissists. But she would cuss me out, call me names, berate me, belittle me, because she knew I would not do these same things back to her. But when I did stand up for myself and say, you're not being very nice, she would often end it by saying something to the extent of, you know, you're, you're selfish. I'll be sure to pray for you. There's the virtue signaling aspect. She's saying, I'm going to pray for you. And I remember walking away from these situations saying, pray to who? Pray to the devil? Who are you praying to? Because I know the relationship that I have with God would not allow me to talk to anybody the way you're talking to me. But understand, this is the religion of virtue signaling. Virtue signaling gives them the right in that religion and their religion to say whatever they want to say to people and then follow it up with, but I'm a believer and I'm, I'll pray for you because you're the selfish ones, right? It's, it is so sick and twisted, and that's what virtue signaling is. It's a sick and twisted religion. Don't, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. This is what separates you from those who practice the virtue signaling religion, is that when you do things, don't let, don't broadcast it, right? Don't let your left hand even know what your right hand is doing. And this is how you know you're of a different faith and you are of a different belief because you don't do things to showcase yourself or to wear a disguise or to wear a mask or to present yourself as something. That's not why you're doing it. You're doing it because you have a burning sensation inside to do what's good, even if nobody sees it. That right there is the right way of doing things that's not virtue signaling. And that is what will be rewarded. It tells, uh, for, for those of you, for those people who are in the religion of virtue signaling, it tells us plain and simple that their reward is that moment of virtue signaling. So whatever accolades they get, whatever uh, that sibling got when she told me, I'm going to be sure to pray for you because you're ignorant and stupid and blah, 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 and cussing me out. Whatever she felt in the moment, that was her only reward. That is the reward of virtue signaling is whatever they feel in, the mo in that moment. This is why narcissists virtue signal an awful lot because they need that moment of satisfaction. They need to feed themselves with that moment of feeling good, okay? But I promise you, if you rebuke 
virtue signaling and you review you rebuke narcissists that do that you rebuke trying to fix or correct them understand it's their religion and you focus on how you believe and your faith and you living from the inside out not trying to get anything not, not trying to get praise yourself you will be rewarded over and over and over again in much greater ways ways in which aren't even seen or perceived by other people right so rebuke the notion of virtue signaling rebuke and have nothing to do with wanting to fix or change what you see with people who are in the religion of virtue signaling and i want to help you you know now that we understand what virtue signaling is now that we see the connections between narcissism, psychopathy, and manipulation, we can now fully identify virtue signalers for who they are. And we can now adjust how we interact with them if we choose to do so. We know that they thrive off attention and that that's their drug is getting a reaction and feeling holier than thou and if you want to continue feeling them fueling them that's up to you i on the other hand know better and know that there's no place for any type of people like that around me at all and that's helped me keep my peace that's helped me stay relaxed this whole entire pandemic is the company I keep and my attention to where things go to what I what I put my attention on and my energy and my focus and like I said we already know these virtue signalers are going to get worse we've already seen how bizarre people are acting during this pandemic and how desperate they are and how deep down they're truly just fearful they're truly just children in adults bodies and they're even teaching their own children to virtue signal. So we can expect this to only increase, especially as the division between the vaccinated and unvaccinated continues to carry on and the blame has continued to be placed on the vac- unvaccinated. Just to know, Just know that even as crazy as it's been during this so-called pandemic, this hoax, just know that we haven't seen anything yet. And these people are going to get physical and they're going to get violent very soon. And it's very wise to stop arguing with them. It's very wise to stop debating them. It's very wise to stop trying to persuade them. Just know that it's also wise to maneuver under the radar. Not everyone needs to know your stance on things. You don't need to broadcast it everywhere. I have a podcast, right? That has been up for about over a year plus. I don't go around promoting it. I don't go around wearing a t-shirt promoting the podcast. I don't go around telling strangers that I have a podcast. I didn't even tell any of my friends I had a podcast. The only friends that, the friends that do listen to it and support it, first of all, shout out to you, but the friends who do listen and support it, they found out through each other. I didn't go around putting up a Facebook message or anything like that. I just gave people, hey, here's a heads up. If you want to learn some stuff, here you go, because the world is about to get pretty messed up. That's all I said. Didn't have to virtue signal. Didn't have to do nothing. 
and you know it's going to be important understanding that maneuvering under the radar is going to be wise during these days i i it's very rare that i'm gonna tell somebody my stance unless i see that there's an opportunity that they may change you know because these are dangerous times and telling random strangers or neighbors in your apartment complex your stance on the vaccine and all this stuff this can just get you tripped up this can get you caught up i mean they're already having a snitch list in universities what do you think is going to happen once we're locked down and the national guard's out administering vaccines of course these people are going to snitch you out so be smart maneuver right avoid them don't have to tell everybody your business some people are just in too deep some people somebody already took both shots and they're looking and waiting in line for the booster why would you need to tell them that hey this is the mark of the beast this that and the third you know maybe it's family if it's family or friends but i'm sure as heck not going to put myself on the radar of any virtue signalers for no reason because i don't need to i don't need the energy i don't need their attention i just know to, i just know to avoid them and we should all have learned from this episode that we need to conserve our own energy and we need to focus on things that matter and just understand that the virtue signaling is only going to get worse as the days weeks and months prolong in this lifelong pandemic because it's never going to go away it never will go away this is permanent this is the new world order this is the mark of the beast this is the great reset so my advice to everyone is just prepare live your life in the moment still enjoy life don't let anybody bring you down make memories with family make memories with friends do what you need to do to be happy and just ignore virtue signalers don't give them the time of the day if you need to respond do so out of the fact that you're defending yourself if they get overly aggressive but don't go looking for it what's the point we already know what's going to happen to these people and as, as sad as it is and as disheartening as it is that's just what it is people have made their own choice you got to at the end of the day you can only feel so bad to an extent because we've all had free will up to this point especially if you're an adult you've had free will so let them continue to put up their facebook posts with the stickers with the i'm vaccinated sticker i'm just looking forward to seeing if they're going to have a booster shot sticker because wouldn't that make sense No one's going to know you got the booster unless you tell us, right? You know, continue promoting your vaccinated jewelry, your necklaces, your you know, whatever the type of jewelry you make. You know, continue buying your passport wallets, you know, you want to look cool. You know, buy your wristbands, you know, with the your your QR code on it. You know, buy your vaccinated bracelets and show them to everyone. Do what you want to do. Wear your your mask. or your two mask or your three mask even when you're driving alone in your car or you're walking or working out or if you're outside and continue going to your protests your black lives matter protests your stop asian hate protests your bans off our bodies protests whatever new issue they want to give you just keep going let these people do what they want to do because they're never going to change and You know, one thing that was very weird to me that happened the other day and that prompted me to make this episode was <laughs> I was leaving a Trader Joe's over in Maple Grove. I was over nearby family, so I decided to go to that nearby Trader Joe's to grab some stuff. And as I was walking to my car, I was like going back to my car after shopping, 
some ladies about to park in the parking spot right next to me, right? She's pulling up and she rolls down her window <laughs> and she goes and she put and as she rolled down her window, she had to pull down her mask, right? Because she was wearing a mask and she goes, Black Lives Matter, sir, like all energetic and then follows it up. I just wanted to let you know, have a great day. So I like, I was like, wow. I was like, and I wasn't being like, it's not like I'm going to correct her. She's already in too deep. She's wearing the mask while driving, pulls down, pulls down the window to say that to a random black person that she doesn't even know. I mean, come on, people. This is nuts. First of all, I'm not black. I'm brown. So I shouldn't even identify with that. I don't even like to use that word. And secondly, it's like, are you going to just say that to every single melanated person that you see who has, who has brown tone? You're going to say it to every single person? Like, it's crazy, man. And think about it this way. This is the question I had for myself when I was driving home because I could not hide my smile. I was like not smiling because she said it, but I just laughed. And I did wish her a good day. I wasn't being I wasn't being a jerk. She did wish me a good day. So I was like, you too, ma'am. Thank you. Didn't, didn't even acknowledge her Black Lives Matter comment. I mean, think about it this way. I bet she was double, if not triple or quadruple vaxxed and is waiting on her booster or already got it. And knowing that since she was wearing the mask driving, would she have treated me the same had she known I'm 100% against what she stands for? (laughs) Would my life have mattered then, right? Probably not, people. That's why we know they're phonies. That's why we know they only do it for themselves. She only did it to to get me to say, thank you, ma'am, and like acknowledge her, her goodness, her kindness. It's crazy. And even it gets as crazy as my lady telling me that her work is now changing, their rebranding and changing their email signatures to allow people to include pronouns. You know, the he, his, her. I don't even know what it is, man. It's so weird and the LGBTQ rainbow. So if you think this virtue signaling is going to stop anytime soon, you better wake up. It's just best to avoid them and it's best to just worry about yourself and not get worked up by them. And I wish you all the best. Peace and blessings to all of the righteous men and women of the Most High. Peace and blessings to all of those who have been on their own narrow path of the righteous with the Most High and to those who are beginning on their own narrow path of the righteous with the Most High. May the Most High continue to bless you, protect you, guide you, and provide you with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. May your life be fulfilled, and may you have peace of mind all of your days, along with your family lineage. All praises to the Most High, and the Most High only. Peace.